Hello, Where Many Hats listeners. It's me again, Mark Robinson, your host. Today, um, we've got another Risings episode. So we're going to be speaking to an up-and-coming um, facilities manager um, that has been working in the industry for several years now. He's going to tell us all about his career, how he got there, what he did, what he didn't do. So I'd like to welcome you all to George Carter, Facilities Manager at Namora. Hello, George. Hello, Mark. How are you doing? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too yeah. bad. So you got off at the wrong stop on the way here? Yeah, one stop too early. So a little bit of a longer walk, but... Yeah, that was the Evans above saying you need a few more steps. It did. They do it to it me did. all the time. Never works, though. <laughs> the hangover from Christmas beers, to be honest. But yeah? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> oh, good stuff. So, um, obviously, you're the facilities manager at Nomura at the minute. Um, busy day? Yeah, very busy day. A couple of long meetings. Yeah? Um, all exciting stuff, so... Yeah? Yeah, no, good day. Living the dream? Yeah, living the dream. Good man. Should we start with an easy question? Yeah, let's do it. Tell us a little bit about your career to date and also, you know, your journey into facilities management. Yeah, cool. So when I came out of school, um, I started working within uh, leisure centres. Oh, really? So I um, was lifeguard, receptionist, yeah. eventually into duty manager, a little bit of swimming coaching here and there. Right. Um, and after doing it for a couple of years, bounced about between swimming pool, uh, trampoline park and i thought you know what it's good but it's not quite what i want to do it's not long-term. the it's not the long-term career no it's so it's going to move away from thought i'll come out of work for a little bit so still yep. living at home so i had to support the parents and stuff which was which was nice and yeah i want to go into an apprenticeship so right. i didn't really know what in yeah but i thought i'll just how old were you then judge uh would have been about 20 21 Really? Right, okay. So a few years in work, yeah. and then you thought, right, I want to go down the apprenticeship route. Yeah, for sure. I, I right. was looking at it, and I was thinking, like, it was one of those crossroads of either go and do something to really start off a career with some training behind it, or yeah. I go to university. Yeah. Um, I'm not built for exams and a lot of studying, and it's just, it's not me. Not everybody is. That's fine. So started looking at apprenticeships, yeah. and... Um, Went off and had a couple of interviews for some. Yeah. And I got the interview at Namura by complete accident. Right. Because I went in for an interview on, it was like an events apprentice sort of thing. Right. And gone for a whole day of like, because going through an interview process for an apprenticeship is really grueling and no one tells you that before you start doing it. Yeah. Because you have to do exams on your maths and English. Really? Depending on where you do it, they'll do... Um, like a load of group tasks as well. Right. One of those of like, are oh, you stuck on a desert island? You can have five items with you out of ten. What are you picking? Yeah. And it's those sort of activities where they're trying to see who's going to just talk over everyone. Yeah. Who's going to just say absolutely nothing or who's going to take that right balance of, yeah. I'll listen and then interject. Right. So I've gone for a whole day of that and went, right, that's the, this event's apprentice job. That's the one I want to, go for an interview for right i went oh yeah okay the interviews next week or whatever i was like oh mm. go on holiday oh no it's like any chance we can do another day no can't unfortunately is there any others that you like the look of i said oh this facilities assistant one at namura looks good mm. what about that one so knowing nothing about facilities at the time nothing at all yeah so go down have can- the interview walk in the door i'm like this is mental can I ask just quick? Why did you think that looked good then? What was what what drew what drew so you to that? From being duke manager within leisure, yeah. Essentially, you're a facilities manager without realising it. 
decision. Similar kind of role. You're opening up a building, you're closing the building, you're looking after the building, health and safety of the building, yeah. people within the building. It all kind of fit quite nicely to what I'd known previously. So some of the skills you kind of already had. Yeah. Yeah. So luckily get the job. Mm. But then I remember it so well. First day, sit down, and I've gone from looking out at my desk at like, people falling over on a trampoline or, like, swimming very, very badly. Yeah. To, oh, there's Tower Bridge, there's the Shards, there's yeah. the Bridge, and I'm like, this is, mind Men- was blown. Yeah, mental, yeah. Um, and the, the guy who was sitting next to me went, so why have, why have you chosen FM? Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at him, I've not got a clue. What's, <laughs> like, what on earth is FM? What is, what is he talking about? Right. And, uh you can kind of see the deer in the headlights moment that's yeah. coming over this like poor kid sitting in front of him. He's like, facilities management. And it all suddenly twigged of like, oh, oh yeah. that's what this yeah. is all about. But I didn't really start understanding what the industry was really about until it was quite clear, I think, that there was going to be about a month or so between my apprenticeship starting and me starting work. Yeah. So they went, right, we'll go and put you on one of the IWFM courses introduction to facilities management mm. and I've gone on this three-day course and suddenly the whole industry started making sense right okay so you found that you found that very useful then in terms of I did very early on yeah as someone who'd come into it with no real knowledge of what the sector was what it was about yeah how it's set up was really helpful and then when you start your apprenticeship the first unit is intro to facilities again so right it really built on it. So I'm sitting there and rather it being all kind of fresh information to me, I'm like, oh, well, they spoke about how bundled contracts work and stuff like yeah. that. And of course I was on. So this is all starting to make a little bit more sense again. Right, okay. And that's basically what the first four years of work was for me. It was go through, look at an assignment, be taught it with the college, yeah. come back, talk to my mentors about it at Namura. They yeah. give a little bit more of an explanation. Yeah. Do some more research on it, do the assignment, all coming together. And then once I'd on- So sorry, what was the split between work and college? So so the the, the split between the academic piece and the practical So I was piece? probably going to college, probably doing a couple of hours every two, three weeks, I think right. it was at the start. So okay. when when I went into the level four apprenticeship, it was slightly different. Yeah. Um because it was being sort of one-to-one based to more classroom-based. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of dependent on when they were putting the lectures on, which I think was more like once a month. Right, okay. Um, and was was the, was the apprenticeship run via IWFM or was it...? No, so it's it's run under their branding. Right. With their qualifications yeah. embedded within it. Okay. But they don't actually... Deliver it. Deliver it. So right. they've got loads of colleges around the country that Yeah, of course. All the different ones. So I was with um, Capital City Training, which is out of uh, Westminster Kingsway College. Yeah. So as a, as a young person coming into FM and taking that avenue, because you're the first person actually that we've had um, on the show that, that went via an apprenticeship, yeah. um, what would your advice be to young people out there that were looking to do? Did you find that really really helpful, or was it was it was it a hindrance? Which sounds like a silly thing to say, but no. How did was, you find it? It was so beneficial because. Yeah. I was quite lucky in that my employer fully appreciated the fact that I wasn't just cheap labour, that it was like, right, come in, 
we'll chuck a load of work on him and he'll get on with it. So they were invested in they it They were invested well. in it and yeah. the long-term goal of bringing me through into a position post-apprenticeship. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think really beneficial from the fact of you... You go through a lot more of the assignments than maybe you would do if you just went, right, I'm going to start and I'll do the level three anyway. Because not only do you have to do all of the institute's assignments, you then have to do a load for the apprenticeship qualification as well. Yeah. So when you do the apprenticeship, you actually end up with your level three IWFM yeah. and your level three Apprentice facilities, supervisor qualification, whatever the title for it is. Right. So you end up doing like 16 different qualifications. Of yeah. Assignments for two qualifications. Right. Which just completely, for me, I found embedded the learning and helped complement it all the way through. Yeah. Rather than touching on it briefly and you know, never look at it again for the rest of the 18 month course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, so when when you originally went for the apprenticeship and you were getting offered to go and interview this one, this one, this one, um, how many facilities apprenticeships were there? Was there a lot or not many? Or at the time, it's the only one I saw. Really? Yeah. So, that, well, that's an issue then, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So that was about six years ago, and having looked since, I don't think the, I think what's predominantly happening with the facilities apprenticeships that we've got is that more people are using them to upskill existing workforce. There's right. nothing wrong with that at all. No, well, of course not. Because no. um, it's obviously good for people that have come into the industry later on. They don't want to come. Or from a different avenue. They've worked, for, exactly. they, they were a cleaner, they were a security officer, yeah. they were a porter, anything, you know. Yeah. So from the angle of I want to come in and just purely straight out of school, I want a facilities apprenticeship. Mm. I think unless you're looking in the right places they're probably a little bit difficult to find right um but the institute i think it's the institute of apprenticeships website is quite good for it because it has every different job that's that like entry level apprenticeship is all listed on there for yeah applying it's all like general online portal for it yeah so is, is it is it reliant on companies like namora for example reaching out to the apprenticeship providers and saying we'd like to be involved in this or is it something, is, is it, um, how do I frame this question? Is, is, it, is it put in place by, you know, the apprenticeships companies? Do they go out and look for certain categories to reach out to companies and say, listen, would you be interested in providing a facilities apprenticeship? How does that work? I think they do once they've got the connections in place with them. Right. Um, so, like, now I've gone through and completed the apprenticeships. Mm. Every now and then, someone from the college I was with will get in contact going, like, obviously, you had great success yourself. Is yeah. there any appetite for bringing any of us through at a minute? Yeah. Um, Is that something you've done? It's not yet. No? It's not yet. Um, I think it hopefully will be in the future. Right. Um, but not something we've done. Right, okay. Done just yet. Yeah. So, obviously, you did that for four years, am I right in saying? So, um how did how did you find that four years in its totality? Was it was were there times when you were like, oh god, you know? Because obviously, I guess it could be quite daunting at certain times. Or did you did you find that the right kind of support was there from an apprenticeship perspective in terms of the colleges and the mentors and the? So the the colleges were fantastic. To be yeah. honest, the the bits where it became difficult was so I I went through the level three when it was still in its early iterations and then I went through the level four when it was still in its right early processes so yeah kind of got towards the end of the program 
and you have to do an endpoint assessment when you finish. Yeah. So it will be made up of probably two or three elements, whether it be an exam, a presentation, a professional discussion and sort of so on. Yeah. Only problem was when I got to the endpoint for both my level three and my level four all those years ago. Yeah. Didn't really know what they wanted. Right. Okay. So we was kind of getting, and the college were getting conflicting information in terms of where we was going to go with it. Right. And I think as they're obviously developing how they want the programs to work, it's only natural. Because I was speaking to someone the other day who's just been through it recently, and they said it's so much more streamlined now than when, like, the experiences I was talking about. I was like, it's not how it runs now, which is positive. But in a way, it was quite good because it was really character building. Yeah. Because you're going through the – the assignments were difficult, but muddled down, got through them. Yeah. And then you get to the end bit, and it's like, I have no idea what I'm preparing for here because you've done like eight different assignments that yeah, of course. they can pick a topic on. Yeah. We've all picked this route because we don't really like sort of the exams and formal – yeah, route yeah. of the normal qualifications take. And now you're doing that anyway. And now we're doing it anyway. Yeah, so it was, yeah. it was a difficult sort of thing to get around. But mm. we got there in the end, and I think they've definitely made that process a lot simpler now moving forward, which is positive for all apprentices yeah. coming through. Okay. And you mentioned sort of mentors earlier within the business once you you know been to college and learned certain elements and how they supported you. How did you how 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 did you find that support? Did 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 you did you have to go out and actively request it or was that support there? I was really lucky because the minute I started um Mark Rudd, who's now my line manager was instantly assigned as like no he's going to be your mentor any questions. Right marks you go to yeah um but then also any work that mark was doing he'd bring me in on even if i couldn't really do a lot with it yeah and it was just sitting in the meeting understanding what was going on and building that knowledge base so he was really good with that and if i'd come out of a meeting and go i've no idea what an fcu is for yeah. example he'd go okay no worries just jot down the abbreviations you don't get because it's an industry full of abbreviations oh, without a doubt yeah yeah um and we'll just go and take five minutes after the meeting and I'll tell you what it is. Yeah. And once you go through that process, it's like, well, suddenly changing a fan on it makes so much more sense than it did when I'm standing there going, FCU, right, what can that mean then? And yeah. if you don't ask the question of it, then you'll find yourself spending the next 10 minutes of a meeting going, I still don't know what that meant, you know. Yeah. And that's the funny thing, you know, because a lot of people would be scared to ask. Yeah. Because they, they, you know, we kind of naturally don't want to make ourselves look silly, or we 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 have the perception that if we do ask, we're going to look yeah. silly, you know. When that's not necessarily the case, you know, you're there to learn. Yeah, no, hundred yeah. percent. Been really lucky in that regard. In that, even if I have asked a question that most people would look at and go, "What's he on about here?" Yeah, it's always been met with a no. There's no such thing as a silly question. Now you're learning. Yeah. This is what it is. Don't worry about it anymore. Feel free to ask. Okay, cheers. Brilliant. It sounds like the apprentice the apprenticeship was a really good, positive experience for you in terms of your career. Um, obviously, after you completed that, um, you know you started as a facility assistant assistant for Nomura um, full time. Um, how did you find that transition from apprentice to facilities assistant? Was there any challenges or things the, associated with it? The, the transition from apprentice to 
assistant really wasn't too bad because no. I kind of just kept doing the majority of what I was doing anyway with a yeah. couple of different added responsibilities. Mm. So it wasn't really too much of a drastic change. The step up from assistant to facilities manager has been quite eye-opening. Really? Yeah, it's one of those that I think I, I'd been looking at it. So like for six years, my pure goal was I want that. Yeah. I want that job. I want that title. Yeah. I know I can do it. And now I'm I'm doing it. And I've gone from sitting in a room and if I make a suggestion, well, it's, it's all right. We might do it. We might not. Yeah. Now yeah. if I make a suggestion, oh, we're doing it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. So the responsibilities been a different. It's, it's been good. Yeah. But it's been different, and it's it's definitely a learning curve. One I'm still yeah. going through. Yeah, the imposter syndrome's going off like mad. Oh, we all get that. Though. It's it's yeah. so natural. Yeah, without so doubt. Natural. Without doubt. So, so I guess you, you you've kind of gone from um, an individual who doesn't necessarily make decisions, an ideas man, you know, that passes yeah. ideas off to other people, to now having the ideas passed to you, and then you're the one making the decisions about whether or not to implement them. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting change. Mm. Um, it's things like so where I now lead um, one of our service contracts from the client side perspective. Mm. Um, we're looking at a couple of different things, and the contracts will come in and go. Well, we can do this, this, or this. And in the first couple of months, I've almost instinctively gone to look to my right to the <laughs> colleague who would have made the decisions previously. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. oh, he can't help now; he's retired. Um, <laughs> I better better work out what's going to work best for the business. Yeah. Um, but again, even now, if I'm in a position where I go, I've not come across this before, I'll still go back to my colleagues that have been doing the job for a lot more than me. Yeah. And ask for some feedback or go, this is what I think I'm going to do. Mm. What do you think? And I'll go, generally, they'll go, yes, that's the good decision, George. Or they'll go, mm, have you thought about it like this? Yeah. Oh, okay. So... It's weird, even though I'm not an apprentice anymore, I still feel like I'm kind of going through that process of just building up yeah. slowly until... Um, That's not bad, though. I, mean, I don't need that safety yeah. blanket there soon, hopefully. Well, Give it another couple of months and we'll be... I, I mean, I mean we, we have people that... Um, that, that have been on the show that have been facilities management facilities managers for 30 plus years yeah. and they still go to their network about certain things that they're not sure about yeah. um so i think our our industry on the whole is an industry where there's so much to know yeah because of the different services and service partners and the hard services the soft services the technical the non-technical um you know, we've all got one brain yeah and unless we're all sure. einsteins you can't remember everything you know so <laughs> it's good to lean on that network i think yeah. um so obviously you've got a great internal network which is fine do you have an external network that you also liaise with yes so i've kind of developed that through working with um iwfm risings right um so i did a webinar for them for apprenticeship week must have been two three years ago um, right. and then after that i actually joined the committee and started helping with the events they were putting on okay so through going to those events you then start building your network up again of whether it be the committee members or the regular people you start seeing coming to the events or yeah. the speakers that you've had on um and you know it's one of those of you're in the pub after an event or after a committee meeting and People are maybe bouncing a couple of ideas off about yeah. certain things that they're working on. And even if it's not ones that you're necessarily working on and 
just yeah. chipping in. And then means that the minute that you do have to come to something like that, you go, oh, I know that so-and-so has already worked through that. When he spoke about it, I thought this would be a good idea. Would that work here now? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. But then I can reach out to that person and go, well, I know you had this experience. Yeah. What was the outcome? I'm about to go through it too. So yeah, yeah. Definitely leans on that. Right, okay. So so where, where do you see your career in, you know, his career, his facilities management, your career now moving forward? Because you're still a young man, 27. Yeah, facilities is where, where I want to be. Yeah. Um, in terms of... Any goals or aspirations? Do you know what? It's so weird because for the best part of five years of apprenticeships, yeah. the only goal I had was to be a facilities manager. Yeah. I'm now a facilities manager and it's like, you know what? It's time to actually... Realign, reassess. Yeah. Realign, but put the work in and yeah. the grounding I put in with the knowledge and actually experiences I'm going to go through over the next year or two yeah. is probably going to be what helps me end up wherever I'm going to be down the road yeah i'm a big believer in fate to be honest whatever will be i agree will be yeah. so i might as well focus on putting the work in now and get myself to a positive position than worrying too much about what's coming down the road yeah okay so how have you um obviously i think the industry's changed quite quite a bit recently especially in the last five years so i imagine you know you, you've seen quite significant change from the start of your apprenticeship you know, to where you are now, yeah. you know, I mean, it's six, seven years, um, which to be fair, is quite a long time yeah. in facilities. So wh 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 where have you seen the, the largest, the, the, the biggest change for you personally? I think the biggest one is, and it's probably the one that most people think of at the minute is we're obviously up to 2020. Yeah. Most places it was, no, you're all coming in five days a week. Yes. You'll all be here. You've all got a designated desk. Yeah. So, it doesn't really fit with yeah. what actually we need to do now because we mm. proved that people can work from home. Yes. So let's transition to a um, a sort of work plan where people will have a little bit of a hybrid, whether they're completely at home, yeah. mixture of in the office and at home. Yep. And that obviously then means that you can reduce your space. Yes. Um, but it does mean that it's changed how we've had to do things. Right. It's definitely changed how when you look at sort of the different services that you offer within an in, within a building. Yeah. Where you would maybe see quite a steady take up or usage throughout the week. Yeah. It's now Monday quiet. Yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Busy. Fairly busy. Yeah. Friday, absolutely dead, no one's there. Yeah. So managing that balance has been has been interesting, not just from a, a perspective of um, looking at how the business can take it, yeah. but also how we deal with it as a team. So yeah. we're currently doing um, a hybrid week of three days in the office, two days at home. Right. Um, throughout the pandemic, I was doing, I went from being completely at home to in for a week, at home for a week. Yeah. Um, I then, when I took the facilities manager job, then decided I was going to go into the office every day. For, yeah about six to eight weeks. Right. Um, which is a lot more tiring now. We don't do it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. that was a little bit surprising. Yeah. I was getting to the end of the week. So I have no idea how I used to do this every <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, almost falling asleep on the train home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need that one day these days, I think, where you can get yeah. up a little bit later. <laughs> you know? Well, I, I bumped into um, one of my friends in a pub the other night and 
So I'm sitting there, someone who does two days at home, three days in. Mm. Um, my friend was a, is an architect, so he's kind of in between being at home or doing site visits. Yeah. And then we saw one of the, the guys that we went to school with and he said, well, I'm, I'm at home all the time and I hate it. I wouldn't like that. Um, and I think if you spoke to someone who was in the office all the time, now seeing the balance that everyone else has got, they'd probably hate it too. Yeah. Um, so I think that sort of balance of maybe two, three days a week in is definitely the way to go. I mean, for someone who's obviously managing buildings, don't really have a choice. We've got to be there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but if you're working in something like, I don't know, IT, where mm. maybe you don't necessarily need to be in the building where yeah. all of it's taken You can dial place, in remotely and deal with everything, yeah. I think having a hybrid option is probably what would be beneficial now, especially if you surveyed a lot of people coming into London. And Yeah. I mean, the train companies must be seeing it because they're bringing in like flexi tickets and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 they are, yeah. So the minute they start doing that, start saying, yeah, maybe that's the way that the way that we're looking. I think it's the way the world's moving. You know, oh, and sure. you've also, you know, you've also got, you know, you know, Gen Gen X. Is it Gen yeah. X or Gen Y or Gen Z? Gen Z. I get confused. There's so many. I do but, as well. Yeah, but Gen Z is, you know, the way that Gen Z likes to work in terms of the spaces they like to be involved yeah. in and things like that. There's lots of things to take into consideration. Have you come up with any interesting ways to reuse the space that you no longer use? So for us, we've we've condensed down and let some space out. Yeah. Um, and then we've redesigned um, some of our floor space in terms of how it's used. So like right. sit-stand desks coming in. Mm. Okay. Um, sort of putting in some meeting rooms that rather than it just being a generic meeting room, there's a TV on the screen that you can plug your laptop into. Yeah. Um, you know, you can really embrace the hybrid working by going, right, well, rather than us having a meeting and us all sitting on a screen, even though we're all sitting in the same room. Yeah. Going, well, I know Mark's at home today. Yeah. But the rest of us are all in. So we'll yeah. go and jump in a meeting room. And we'll dial him in. We'll put him up on the screen. Yeah. And we've actually got that yeah. brief us going again of what meetings are all about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That collaboration. Yeah. Which is really important. Okay. That's really interesting. So uh, ESG is a big thing, um, obviously, within facilities management at the minute. Um, obviously, it's changed a lot of, of how the industry as a whole does things. I think we do it quite well, yeah. if I'm honest. I say that a lot on the show, but I do think that we do it well as opposed yeah. to other industries. Mm. Um, how, how do you see that impacting FM over the next couple of years? I think it's not just how it's going to impact FM, but it's how it impacts the actual client businesses that we will ultimately work for. Yeah. Um, every business is trying to strive to improve their ESG targets and yep. really show what they're doing on that used to be. Um, CSR and corporate social responsibility yeah, and all yeah. that sort of stuff as well. Um, but I think it's kind of all been rolled in now, hasn't it? It, you know, it has. You know, the yes takes on the CSR really. I think, yeah, isn't it? yeah, yeah. So from a from an environmental and then maybe moral perspective, mm. you want to be doing the right things. And yeah, I mean, for a lot of businesses now, especially like the bigger corporate businesses, it's more the impact of if you get caught not following it. Agreed. Um, yeah. yeah. So much going forward. I don't think that's a bad thing, though. No, know, not at all. You know, I think you know, I think business on the whole needs to be held to account. Hundred um, percent. And and we should be doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Not because sometimes sometimes we, you can take the easy way out, can't you? You yeah. know, you can hide behind something and say, "Oh, well, I don't want anybody to find out it was me." Um, and you know, but unfortunately, things like this come out in the wash, whether it's twenty years later or not. 
you know, if anything, it, that makes it worse. Yeah. The fact that it takes something taking so long, yeah, to yeah. resolve. Um, so, so I, I think it's great in that sense, and I think it's a bit of a stick, isn't it? I think it's a bit of a stick to to keep us on the straight and narrow. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, for sure. and, and make sure that we're doing the right things. And you know, us as a business, in terms of our business, you know, we realigned our strategy, you know, um, to make sure that we did the right things for the right reasons. Yeah. You know, so that we became part of the culture and so on and so forth. And I think a lot of businesses are doing the same thing. Yeah, which is really important. it's like seeing the the London living wage and stuff like that. Now is obviously you go back a few years and the uptake on it wasn't anywhere near what it is no. now. And I'm brilliant now. Positive. Oh, we love it's, it. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Absolute no-brainer. I can't believe it's taken so long for people to go, yeah, of course we need to do that. Yeah. I, I can't understand the delay on it. I know. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I get it to a certain extent because it's, you know, I, th I think initially when it came out, it was a big jump. Um, it was a big yeah. jump from what the actual um, national minimum wage was. I mean, what was it, six, seven years ago it came out, I think? Something, something like, like that, that, yeah. Um, now, it's not that big a jump. You no. know, I mean, the national minimum wage is 11.44. London living wage is £13.15. It's not as big as it used to be. Um, and, you know, there's lots of advantages of making sure that you pay the, the living wage, yeah, whether sure. it's recruitment, retention, you know, doing the right thing, once again, for the right reasons, yeah. um, I think is, is is crucial. All right, well, listen, tell us a little bit about yourself, George. Um, what do you like doing outside of work? So outside of work, it's um, I like to try and keep myself fit and healthy. Yeah. So I've done a couple of marathons. and Really? yeah. Oh God, so do I. Must As you been, can tell, I'm you know I'm an athletic must have been specimen. Mate, you know? <laughs> really, marathons? What, like yeah. London Marathon? Yes, I've done London and I've done Brighton. Really? Um, started running in lockdown. Yeah. So I wasn't doing right next to anything. I'm like, yeah, I've yeah. got to do something to fill oh, fill my lunch break. Yeah, yeah. And it just kind of skyrocketed. Yeah. And then one day my head went. I wonder if you could do a marathon. I went. Oh. Yeah. Go on then. While I'm young enough to do it, and my knees aren't shot to bits, yeah, let's give it a go. So I've done a couple of them. How did you find it? The first one, the first one was brutal. Was it? Yeah. So Brighton Marathon is there's a part of it towards the end where you just go out towards in the middle of an industrial state, yeah, towards like a power station, really. And there's no spectators there at all. All you can hear is just feet hitting the floor, really. And it's going on for like, it's like a mile and a half out and a mile and a half back. Yeah. Because they just need to get, obviously get the numbers up to yeah, yeah, yeah. that magic 26.2. Yeah. And mentally, I've never been so close to quitting something in my life. Really? It was horrible. So that's where the wall is on that one. Now. Yeah. 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 But that's right. the great thing about doing something like that because everyone's in it together. Yeah. Everyone's all feeling equally horrible. The same thing, yeah. And it's you just get talking to people around you, and it's like, right, come on, yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to get through it, right. And it it gets you through. What was your time for your first one? Oh, the first one was dreadful. I think it was like five hours. What's the first one? Five fifteen? Really? Thirty something like that. How long ago was that? Uh, so that would have been twenty. 2021. Yeah, if it I makes think. you feel any better, George, I'd probably still be doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'll be in a pub in Brighton. <laughs> I'm never going away. <laughs> That's the other thing as well. Like I've made all these plans with my pals after of, yeah, we'll go and we'll have a couple of drinks. This yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting in Weatherspoons falling asleep. Oh, God. well, I'm not surprised. I mean, just the amount of calories that you would have built doing that. Yeah, I've gone right. I want a mixed grill and a pint. And the next thing I know, I'm nearly asleep in me in me eggs. I'm like, oh, this is right. the one. <laughs> okay, and you're buying a house? I understand. Yeah, so trying to buy a flat. Yeah. Um, 
it's obviously a little bit of a challenge at the minute given the yeah. current state of the of the market but we've we've had a few people on the show that are um, um, residential fms we could maybe put you in touch with a few people <laughs> that, that may welcome a phone call from you george oh, i'll be appreciated any yeah. help will do it in a minute because it's uh yeah i've been looking since sort of early october and oh yes yeah, it's, it's difficult you've it? got to find the right one though exactly you don't want to rush into it no no not at all especially if you know especially if you're going to live there for an extended period of time yeah for sure you know it's got to be right Okay, well, that was it. George, how did you find it? It was good. You were really nervous before you came in, weren't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it's one of those that I've been been worried about for, started thinking about it last week. Did you? Yeah, and then I'd, I'd started thinking about some of the questions you were going to ask and drawing up some some answers. And then last night I listened to the last episode you did with Horizon. Right. And uh, it nicked all my answers. Really? Yeah. So, no. Like the, um, Who was that? Uh, it was the one with Josh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Josh, yeah. So it's, I think it was the CV one. I've gone, off oh, talk about CVs. I said, oh, yeah. put on about square footage. First yeah. thing he says. Square footage. Square footage. I'm sitting yeah. at home. Oh, no. Yeah. But no, it was really good. Really to be fair, good. though, I mean, your, your story is different because you came via an apprenticeship. So, yeah. um, you know, we like to keep the show quite interesting. So because you had a different pathway, yeah. you know, what you could talk about was something that probably nobody else can. Yeah which means that you will help a lot of people that listen to the show. Yeah. So thank you very much for joining us. That's all right. Thank it's you for having me. It's been an absolute, absolute pleasure. Um, another great show, guys. Um, you know, I'd really like to thank George for coming on and talking us through his apprenticeship um, and also giving advice on how to get into a, an apprenticeship um, within facilities management. Um, if anybody wants to reach out to him, I know that he's very active on LinkedIn and via IWFM, and I'm sure you wouldn't mind giving advice, George. Is that right? No, not at all. Not Lovely at all. wouldn't mind. Okay. Well, listen, thanks, thanks, Risings listeners. We will see you next time. Bye.